it it was uh it was a gift so it was one of those like yes i know it's a book but it's a very special book there was like a pub in my hometown you know like kind of hole in the wall place where there's maybe five six tables and then the bar and they had books on the bookshelf most of them were sports books but they had a big ass copy of silmarillion just sitting there Mm -hmm. so you know when i would go wait for the food i would just browse through that every once in a while because i've never read the thing oh yeah you don't you don't read I mean, it. You get credit for trying, but you don't. Do read anyone it. read the Cimmerillion from cover to cover? Let us look up. Well, people have. I mean, I will yeah. one day eventually, but I, you know, it's it'll take time. It it's very much akin to reading the Bible, you know, and I don't mean that in any kind of sacrilegious way. It's like it is thick, and it is many more stories than just one giant contiguous book. But yeah, like getting into like I've actually read more of the the second one, uh, Morgoth's Ring. So like Silmarillion two, um, but Electric uh, Boogaloo. Yeah, that one got quite a bit into the creation myths and, and mm-hmm. like proto elves and stuff like that. So that was you know very enlightening. But yeah, I haven't gotten very far into the Silmarillion. So and you don't read that copy because you know you don't touch that copy. But yeah, Sunday. Welcome to the Dresden Files podcast. You wouldn't know it since we've been talking about Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah, but I haven't read them, so therefore I don't like Lord of the Rings. I like Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Like I said, I've seen How would you know? (laughs) I really liked those movies. Except for the Hobbit was boring. Right. Are any of you going to get the the new re-release 4K box thing of Lord of the Rings? No. I mean, maybe, but I doubt it. Yeah, like I've got the extendeds. I'm, I'm happy. So yeah, I've never Lord of the Rings. They are the extended. You know how expensive they are. Of course they are. We're not listening to you about what's expensive. Remember, sixty bucks. (laughs) Sixty bucks. Is that American? Yeah, that's. I was going to say that your your dollar reduce. That's not that much. If it's for all three. That's like for awesome. all three extended, yeah. For all three extended, and it's like high def yeah. 4D Ultra K nonsense. It's like that's like, pretty like a third of that, and this is like it's only color corrected for well, 4K. But this is what they do. This is what it was when it went from DVD to Blu-ray. Shit got expensive. No, but it's it's the same resolution, and they just color corrected it to make it look better on. 4K. Well, I'm not buying it either way, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. There are yeah, people you don't who have will to buy, buy it, it and who will very much enjoy <laughs> it. It does not have to be you. Yeah, here's my theatrical cut next to my extended cut next to the Blu-rays of both next to the 4K Blu-rays of both. Like, yeah. there are those people. I do get, so. I do get the collect, like wanting to collect them though. Like, it's just that's a that's a big, big, big price. I know. What is that like? Ten percent of your monthly stipend from your government? So, thirty. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so let's. Right. This We're is not getting to chapter thirty-four recording. today. I know, right? Jeez. Right. Chapter 28 is where we're starting. We're going to spoil shit and swear and fuck. Or oh, yeah. Something. Are we going to fuck? <laughs> well, luckily, Not quite ready for we're that. Quite a bit, yeah, we're quite a bit remote from each other for that. But. I mean, at least you got to buy me dinner first. I will get you a Costco pizza. You yes! Cheap, cheap. Oh, pizza. <laughs> can, I get a, can I get a hot dog and a drink, too? Yes. Don't get greedy. Uh, sure. Look, if you're if you're putting out, I will go a whole four dollars on that lunch. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Tell Amber I'm coming over. All right. Literally. 
<laughs> so stupid. Okay. Oh, that uh, we were demonetized just now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Might as well get it out of the way. First five minutes. Okay, chapter 28. <laughs> we are in the middle of fights. Mab has been rebarred and Butters Ooh. is trying to fix her, but he doesn't know how because he thinks that she's just going to die. Right. Oh, oh, please no, explain not again. that. What the fuck is boot to the head? How do, how do I even explain that? So, so in the 70s, there was uh, like a musician entertainer called Dr. Demento, and they had these sketches. Dr. Demento might have even been like the, like, wasn't that the monster mash guy? Rep- repository for maybe, I don't, I don't think so, but it's possible. But anyway, he got together a bunch of like parody nerd off brand shit. And I, I want to say like, he's a, a decent part of why like weird Al, weird Al took off right like that right. kind of style but like boot to the head was kind of like he would do these little sketches about just funny shit and so boot to the head like there there were there are two that i'm familiar with and and the first one that more people are familiar with that i've run into is um has to do it's uh it's a the executor of a, an estate so basically i'm gonna put in names that will make sense to you but basically like scrooge mcduck dies right and his entire family shows up and they give you the cast of characters so we've got you know your drunk uncle and jenny and the wimp literally the character names for that and then you know a couple others and then like you know the cat mittens or whatever and so um you know he goes through and he's like okay, well, you know, starting with uh, Jenny and the Wimp, basically out of his vast fortune of like $4 million, he left you his entire boot to the head. And it just, it's a subversion and whatever. And so basically you go down through that and you get to like the, the drunk uncle and he's like, okay, so he had like three Ferraris and you get one giant boot to the head, you know? And like, but, but the uncle sees it coming because it's like three down the line, right? So he's like, I'm covering up my head. Don't do the head, you know, whatever. Uh, and then, but each time somebody gets booted, there's another one for Jenny and the Wimp. So like this whole time you've got them in the background moaning as they keep getting thumped over and over and over again. Look, when you're 11, this is the funniest shit you've ever experienced. So, you know, like we got it from the library. Like when I, when I first experienced it, I ripped it at that point because we had one of them's, and uh, I've had it pretty much ever since. But they also did uh, like similar kind of sketches. If you've seen the whole like, um, you know, I attack the darkness. Uh, you know, the the something tower D and D riff. You know, their sketch. Same same kind of idea idea but in his case because he's doing the whole like na na thing i think they're referencing a song potentially and so i haven't looked that up but like boot to the head is not you know okay so even if the song did something then they're just referencing that one okay well because butters is like finishing it right and so i'm like i don't get what he's i don't get what butters response is but i get boot to the head and then you know i also get the fact that dresden is yes making a reference but literally telling you to kick her in the head the queen of air and darkness and then my favorite part of it afterwards was finally you know yeah. <laughs> she's she's just sitting there soaking this all in the whole time and it's like look i already don't want to get kicked in the head i certainly don't want to be here for 30 minutes while you argue about it <laughs> let's just fucking get it done but yeah it's so. a song by the frantics by the way okay there you go so my explanation took less time yeah but mine was funnier and involved more boots to the head like the original content that's a boot to the head for all of you there's also so the other sketch is one where they're like 
learning martial arts and and so they're they're trying to do like uh again this is like 70s or 80s completely disrespectful to the culture right but basically the guy shows I mean, up made a bruce lee reference right ducks in the next like page so like we're it's it's all makes well sense. that's fair you know that did grow up with similar pop culture there but i mean that isn't that one of his lines? Anyway, which one of you has brought me my nunchucks? So um, it's it's right up there with uh, shit. Um, Chuck Norris with the whole like, you know, sure, I've got one gun and there's four of you, but which one's going to die first? So um, anyway, so there there's another one where they do like martial arts trading and they're doing like Zen, you know, ohms and things like that. And they're just trying to calm and then the, the, the like redneck inappropriate guy in the back is like when are we gonna start karate chopping people and stuff and then you know they they decide at the end that they're going to take out the master and he's like he can't fight all of us and he gets all of them with a boot to the head so it's great yep and this is why we can't finish the book because <laughs> <So, laughs> you got to unpack the one pop culture reference so it was and not even the right one but it, actually, I really needed enough. to know that. I went. I just went to the original source. That's all. So. Okay. So while Butters is being confused about boots to the head, Harry is fighting twelve frog sorcerers, and he yeah. does okay. Let me see. Um, the Fulmore Sorcerers Club, as he dubs them, they're kind mm-hmm. of predictable, and they lob green spheres of acid, and he kicks them back. And one of them isn't good enough to recognize that it's coming back at him. And the uh, deaths were actually kind of impressive, even if he didn't make the top 10. Right. Maybe he was somebody's nephew because he didn't figure out his own spells coming back at him until it broke on his chin. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is that softball coming? (laughs) (laughs) And then Harry decides to do the Bruce Lee. Right. And the nunchucks thing. I know I've seen several Bruce Lee movies, but I do not remember that line. Can you quote exactly what it was from? Oh my that's your job, well, Justin. Because we have, no, I, look, I've probably seen the movie, but I don't have such a, a catalog of knowledge that I could tell you which one it's from or something. So okay. keep going all Google in the background. <laughs> okay. Why is Justin not ready? You're supposed to know this. Oh my you're god. The, you're the pop Look, culture guy. I'll, when we get to the ones that I, don't, I actually I don't get looked the simplest, up. I'll, I don't get the simplest pop culture references. This is why we have you. When we get to the ones, so it looks like it might be Way of the Dragon. Uh, potentially. But there are some that I did have to look up where I'm like, I really feel like I should get this reference and those ones I've noted. Obviously are, the ones that I just know, I'll tell you. But You are the yes. pop culture translator for people like me Look, who this, don't know anything. If if it's Way of the Dragon, when did Way of the Dragon come out? At least it's in color, but uh, so I'm guessing seventies. And in the meantime, seventy two. So, okay, so, so so yes, I'm sorry, it came out a decade and a half before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, get no respect around here. Most <laughs> things came out before you were born. It's, it's that's also true including Star Wars. And you are so happy to talk at length about Star Wars. Yeah, but I Star grew Wars up is on better Star than Wars. Way of the Dragon and everything he just talked about was true. Right. And Star Wars came out less than a decade before I was born. So, you know, like, and, and what kid hasn't seen it? it? 
Let's continue if we want to finish the series. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Butters gets the uh, idea of literally boot to head, pull on rebar. And uh, after Dresden all but literally says and shows and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Harry's still fighting the FSC and, and Butters is kind of freaked out, but he does it. And Mab is in quite a lot of pain. And then she just says, finally, and levitates upwards, stiff as a board, and like in the old vampire movies. Right. She lifts her left hand and suddenly squeezes it into a fist. And the magic came out of her. It was so dense and intense that several pieces of straight uh, styrofoam filled nearby, spiraling in the air. It looked like a helical sine wave around her. And the foam more sorcerer on the left line just kind of like Play-Doh squeeze. It was bad. Well, for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does that to the rest of the rows with like flicked of her wrist and they're all just squishy and confusing. And Harry's not going to try to figure out which part goes where. And then uh, some of them run away and uh, Mab has to go over to Butters and repay the debt or prepare to repay the debt. It would appear that we are in your debt, Sir Dr. Butters. Should we both survive the battle and need you uh, may call our name, we will answer. Now, Butters is smart enough not to say anything that is too hasty and gets a little scared, as he should be. Uh, but Mab has to prod him. to like, do you find this an acceptable repayment? Because she cannot be released until he accepts it. And he nods without saying anything. When she did her spell, was that when she cooked the blood as well, or does that happen after? It happens right now, right after okay. yeah. doing that. I would not uh, want Map owe me a favor. Or yeah. owe her a favor. I just, <laughs> just, I just want, just I, want, I want no favors between me and a, and a winter queen of any kind, please. No, that's because you're a big baby. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Just get a lawyer. Figure out the wording. Just get one of, get one of her employees, because all lawyers are she. I was going to say, get a good lawyer. Like, <laughs> I would not be going down to, like, you know, the traffic accident guys and be like, so I would like to ask you some legalese questions. Are you, you kidding me? I would easily, lawyer. I would easily get a criminal lawyer. I would easily get a Saul Goodman type. There's yeah, a, yeah, you don't need a criminal It's perfect. I mean, Saul's actually a good lawyer, to be fair. See? I know it. <laughs> you know how to deal with bad guys. Uh, Mab takes pieces of Butter's cloak and uses it like pothole just to pull all of the many pieces of rebar that's in the evil tricorn unicorn. And as soon as that last one is removed of that, it stands up and acts perfectly normal and scary. The scary horse is immortal too. Check. And then she says, where? With no explanation, snaps her fingers and all of her blood turns into flames to the point it even burns Butter's. Right. He gets sunburned. Yeah, and he's like, why? And I warned you, she said calmly, but then Harry explains that she can't leave the blood lying around because anything that bleeds and you can use the blood to bind it. And then we do not want the other side to have control of Mab. If it bleeds, you can bind it, which is one word off from the same line in Predator. Just getting it in there, it may or may not be a pop culture reference, but yeah, you should know this one, so. I have seen Predator a very, very yeah. long time ago. So if it bleeds, you can kill it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Would you say what's better, one or two, Justin? 
I mean, can't possibly be asking that question seriously. I mean, I'm an I'm, one, I'm a tubes guy. There, of course you are because you yeah. have the wrong take about everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault. See, the Earth is literally upside down from where we are. So, you know, the right. second you asked that question, I was like, he's going to say he likes the second one better. I know it. Now, don't get me wrong. Two is great for a lot of reasons, but they really are almost different enough to be different things, you know, other than the guy and and the formula is kind of the same, but you have to go with like the original. uh, Yeah. For a lot of reasons, but yeah. I don't have a depend. I have a good take. My takes are good. So I'm going to get you off the hook. Every time somebody says Donald Glover, that's the one I'm thinking of, by the way, because of Predator 2. So, Okay. Seriously, you guys are giving me way too much floor time with the pop culture. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Talk the floor. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Just it's mine right. now. After that, everything stills and something big is happening. And Matt says, ah, now we come to it. And Harry's like, oh, she's here? Yes, the Titan has taken the field with her frog prince. She made a reference. Uh-huh. Thank you. After he had it. Harry asks, how tough is Corb? And Mab says she heard it that it is not his destiny to perish before the deepest ocean meets the sun. Fuck <laughs> destiny. Maybe I'll free will his ass. And she's like... <laughs> No, like, do you know how much other shit you're going to fuck up? You think today's bad? Try it. Yeah. So. She, she uh, applauds his gumption. Uh, he is better in power, you're better in experience, and you're better in treachery. But I bet he doesn't have as many friends as me. And he does a fist bump <laughs> with Butters. Right. Mortal and Wizards. Quotes, yeah, go ahead. Mortal Wizards yeah. forever meddling in things you do not comprehend. Yeah, that's what wizards do. Meddle. Right. What's the point of free will if not to spit in the eye of destiny? Quoting Marcone, mm-hmm. he pop culture referenced his own material. His own book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at the uh, end of the book, they have a meta in depth discussion between them. So yeah. this was the one for it. And uh, Mab tries to uh, speak in Harry's language, says, How to phrase this so you will understand? Destiny is a stone cold bitch. Right. There are always consequences. Always a price to pay to create a new branching of the universe to bend the course of the great river. This doesn't but, seem significant at all. Right, that's the, can... the mortals have okay, I don't the mortals have free will. The angels specifically are very uptight about this. So how can destiny be like, oh you you don't go make new rivers in my destiny flood? Oh no, sir. The cat mm. that's not there. fair. There are a myriad of options that still wind up with Corb dead, but are still bad for everybody else. But what what this conversation harkens back to for me, though, is uh, him talking to Vaterung about conservation of history. Yep. And so, I mean, that again, it, it's kind of interesting because then they were talking about past events and now they're talking about future events, <laughs> you know, so. But what's um, really the difference between past and future versus just your perspective on it? Look, do we really want to get into fourth dimensional mechanics right now, or you know? <laughs> I mean, we never really did a deep dive on dark. We did, Mister Miss. Okay, <laughs> that's a good thing. Join us in like a month when we get to while well, we weren't recording. We'll do a time travel episode. There we go. Put it on the calendar somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. <laughs> I can already tell since it's time travel that I'm not going to be there for that one. 
<laughs> you've already got a headache in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in I've already world. seen into the great beyond and now uh, it is your best to be to travel book eg is just like yeah guys i'm out <laughs> oh i'll be there for it because it's not going to be the it's not going to live up to what most people think it's going to be people thinking like he's going to be hopping around centuries at a time doing yeah. merlin shit no, and he's going back 10 years to fix coming. little chicago no, yeah, at most no, he's no, going no, no. back to that kind of thing to do that kind of those days. He's going back to retcon right. everything that was that didn't make sense when the books were done. All right. No. Yeah. He's not going to five different times and at the same time to do, do a bunch of nonsense. It's going to yeah. be a very contained thing. Time travel's a pain in the ass already. Yeah. Right. Priscilla's head will probably explode. If- yeah, I was like, if he's smart, it will be a self-contained thing. And since so far, I think he's got a pretty good track record. Yeah, he's not going to be like, oh, well, this is, we resurrected Murphy to send her back in time to have Molly as a baby. Anyway, so <clears throat> now I've got a headache. No. Um, one, so getting back on track a little bit, one of the things that was interesting to me is like shortly after they have this conversation, he starts getting pinged by the mantle again. And it seemed like he had been suppressing the mantle for their little duel uh, because he, he let it back in and then is like, oh shit, yes, things are bad and everybody's wounded. And, you know, there's only 398 people and it's not looking good for the home team. So, yeah, it's like all of the, the lines of the armies are redoing and like, okay, so it's basically just the four of us of uh, Harry and Mab and Butters and the unicorn, which is <laughs> very <counts>. scary. Yes. <laughs> count him or he'll get mad <laughs> oh yeah uh and then like he's got people behind him but they don't seem to count to harry very much and then like all of the bad guys coming up it's like eh, eh it's fighting again restarting charge uh butter says it sure looks like a lot of them it only looks like that because they're all in the same place standing close together right yeah that's probably it <laughs> <laughs> and in the center of the enemy line stood the titan <laughs> and She's big and scary and oppressive and very scary. And the eye is very scary. Just a whole paragraph about that. Yeah. And now now she and Mab are gonna talk smack at each other. So. Oh yeah. Mab talking smack is one of the greatest things. Right. The army doesn't seem so scary now though, does it? And Harry says to Butters. Okay. And Mab says, stay behind me and be ready. If Mab is warning you, mm-hmm. and she says to Ethne, hold Crone, you will come no further. And Ethne's response is to just take one single step closer. <laughs> and she's uh, says, you began a mule sassy too. She's trying. They're, they're the immortal sass gods right now, having a sass off in front of Sasserton in the back. So. <laughs> and meanwhile, Sasquatch is nowhere to be found. <laughs> nice. That was so good. <laughs> Ethne says, You began a mewling mortal. You will end the same way. Powerful as you are, you come of a younger world, a weaker world. And Mab says, A world that left you behind. Uh, treacherous little witch, the one who would not bow to my father, you will bow to me or face the eye. So Mab knew how to sass off even way back when. Mad pulled a play from Harry's book. She threw back her head and laughed. (laughs) And it is scary. You do not know me very well, do you? Mab says. 
Your pathetic alliance has abandoned you or waits for death. Your bodyguard is reduced to a pair of beasts and the mortals will arrive only in time to mourn their dead. And Butters is freaking out and uh, getting hit too much with Ethne's force of everything. So Harry pulls him back behind the unicorn a little bit more. Tricorn, evil thing. Evil horse. What were they calling? Come on. Evil? I know, right? She keeps throwing around the E word like, you know. You okay. probably could take it as a compliment. I mean, but it's in in the in the context of the Dresden Files. The unicorns firmly on Team Reality, and therefore not exactly totally on our side. Let's, let's not play with the, that. I was going to say because if you are you going to make that yeah. same argument for uh, Nicodemus? Exactly. My exactly. boy Nick is on Team Team uh, Team Reality. Right. So, but so so he's not evil. He's only not I'm the sure. worst evil. There's a difference it's between good and evil and it's reality. Like sliding. And it's like we're grave on a curve here, right? No, no. He's under no. the curve. Yeah. And and you're, you can't wait for him to be sainted. You know, come on. Saint Nick. Well, in his world, he would be, but we're not right. going to get his world. He sacrificed his daughter to save us all. He sacrificed his daughter so that he could okay. save himself and the world and so that he could rule it. Let's not kid ourselves. You say tomato, I say tomato. I say no. the whole no. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is this is for a general discussion. We're not doing this. No, no, no. So we we now know which one of us is like morally relative the most around here. And yeah, the guy with all the, the wrong meeting. takes. Imagine that his moral scale <laughs> is shit too. <laughs> Who would have okay, okay. Uh, Harry and Butters are freaking out, and Harry needs to. Uh, re-energize them with the idea of like there's lots of people behind them metaphorically behind them including maggie and so there's no way in hell that they're running because there's no way he's gonna let that bitch hurt his daughter it gets very close to saying the line from Lipley, but not really he should have uh let's see ethnew is striding forward and she says yield to mab says to bow and Mab, force of will condensed on in that word. So it's, it, Harry thought it was going to break something, like maybe the universe, like reality is struggling again, continuing. The will would have crushed Harry flat. It's like, no question about it, but it wasn't a question of weakness or strength. It was simply a power of orders magnitude beyond the ability to contest. And all Mab says is no, and she stays put. She's really good at that. Yes. She's just standing there menacingly. She's on the unicorn. The unicorn helps. Yeah. Yeah, so does the eye. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs> yes, Ethne turns the eye upon Mab. In chapter 29. She uh, did. Harry felt it in his guts and soul when the eye struck Mab. She sat ramrod straight on the dark unicorn. Even as Ethne screamed, Mab lifted her left hand, slim and pale, fingers spread evenly in a defensive gesture. Frost gathered upon her, upon the flanks of the unicorn, crossed it over the ground all around her as the eye washed over Mab. The sound was very intense. Uh, he couldn't describe what it sounds like specifically because it's too big for description. Uh, winter unicorn reared, trumpeting its defiance. Mab flawlessly adjusts her balance and stayed put and survives it. Harry had uh, put a shield around himself in butters just in case, kind of on That's instinct. It's a very good thing that he did. 
and he could feel the power of the eye as it was touching his shield. It's raw, pure, undiluted hate of whoever that Ethne was looking at, really. She hated everyone, hated Harry personally, even though she did not know him. Right. The The description and hate for this one uh, reminds me of the sh short story, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Mm. And if you have not read that, you should, but also maybe don't if you're sensitive to like horror imagery and ideas. Like you get a little bit of that, but basically it's like about an AI who like takes over and just like hates everybody and like wipes out humanity and you get some really good prose about hate <laughs> in that one so uh, while i'm reading his description of it i was i substitute in this entire short story be like that's how much she hates you you know so i mean maybe, reference. Yeah, well, maybe no, she doesn't no. hate you quite that much but close so we all know justin's justin's definition of horror is a little iffy but it sounds like a good sci-fi really uh, because that one's because, pretty good for horror because control doesn't count freaking people don't I'm understand just i'm just fucking with yeah. you <laughs> i know no i know it's but see you you merely chose the horror i was born into it bolded by it no sorry <laughs> go on okay so even though Harry feels that Ethne is hating him personally, it doesn't really compare at all to the hatred that Ethne has against Matt because that's really, really personal with daddy really? issues and everything. And Mab survives the eye. She stood before the undeniable power and was not moved. And the eye starts dimming, the glare fades. And Mab is basically smoking and then she falls off the unicorn's back because even though she survived it that did take a lot out of her nailed it mm -hmm. and then there's silence and it's eerie and then we uh, get our infinity war moment so yeah because or end game sorry uh <laughs> this is thinking with portals now that <laughs> now that uh map has gotten Ethne to use the eye and in the uh, refractory period, th this is when Molly needs to show up clad in nothing but gemstones and frost. And welcome to the jungle, obviously. Yes, that is true. She does know uh, how to have a <clears throat> soundtrack whenever she appears. Right. She doesn't cold days, she doesn't hear. She's pretty good at that. This is the first time she's used all of Chicago as her base though, so yeah. yeah. Before, they were smart enough not to give her the, that big of a toy. Right. <laughs> now, she has an army that she's been gathering for a couple of years, and they're having fun. She's having a blast. Yep, so she flies out of a magical portal from Doctor yeah. Strange. She says, on your left, and then, no, sorry. <laughs> All right, so, uh, anything I didn't cover? A lot of trolls, a lot of like what would normally be big bad guys. And I think this is when Harry gets there. Like I had heard that they, she were stealing children again. And now I don't even have a problem with that because it was worth it. Right, yeah, now I'm not even sure it's a bad thing. Right. And he slips further into darkness. Yeah. The cost of, do you want Ethne or do you want children to stay home? Like it, 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 it they're not good, but they're necessary. 
Oh yeah, I I so I forgot uh, I forgot about the part. So like Mab falls smoking off of the unicorn and lays there, and then like I think the the armies go to close in or something like that, and that then she just basically sits up and be like, "Now, Lady Molly," because <laughs> she's playing possum. She's not even like she just it looks like she got her ass kicked. Uh, so, so she so. she fell off to the side. She didn't even try to sit up, and she just did it like telekinetically. However, they were doing it talking. Oh, it right. says now yeah, Lady Molly. Yeah. yeah, and then she was just <laughs> laying there while the armies were appearing, and then she was able to get up. Right. Maybe she just didn't feel rushed. Well, considering she does a psychic thing in about five seconds to uh, call out the bigger guns. Right. She was having a quick nap, and then it's back to kicking yes, ass. Yes, she is calling out the bigger guns. The uh, Ethnia tries to use the eye again, and it like gets brighter and then shuts down and it hurts her. She screams. Like there is mm-hmm. a very hard refractory period. She has to that's a, there must be a better phrase for that, but I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm digging it. It's fine. <laughs> Recharge, you know, so Okay. Yeah. Cool down. Um, it's the same, yeah, it's the same basic premise, but you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Harry sees Corb in the center of the Fulmer Legion at the rear, yelling and traking and trying to give orders. But Mab isn't going to stop with just summoning Molly because she calls out one eye. And the sky began to growl. And Rashid appears on an eight legged horse. Stop it. <laughs> I can't. I love that. Wait, where's the uh, light? Oh, wait. It is Vatarunk. Don't. Wait, don't. <laughs> but she said no, it's, it's Beowulf. That makes no sense. You guys even pay attention. Jeez. Yeah, she said Rashid. You know why she said Rashid. <laughs> no, but that would make no sense. I don't know why she would say that. She's Rashid's back. not here, is he? He's never seen him in the same place at the same time. So. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there's a massive offensive going on at the place where he has his main job. But no, he stopped over in Chicago to do this. Yeah, he's very capable. Leah had that. it under control. Do you really want the gatekeeper up there or do you want the murder fairy? I would like both. <laughs> you got both in one package. Uh-huh. Yeah. He just split, he split himself in two. He shadow clone no jutsu. Well, sure. notice notice how he was at, at the keep, right? And then, you know, he disappeared off screen somewhere and then he mm-hmm. came riding back. He came riding back from somewhere. He came riding back from the gates. Yeah. From gathering up the wild hunt. <laughs> Stop encouraging. Yeah, so he had to go to the Never Never, get all of the wild hunt, and like, then he comes back. Right? This makes perfect sense. It makes zero sense. It makes less than no sense. This is- Perfect sense. I just realized the wild hunt is giving them their uh, Lord of the Rings moment with the whole spirit thing. You know, yeah, like, the uh, scrub bubbles of spirits. death. Right. <laughs> Kills 99% of FOMOR on contact. So, except for Corb, the sneaky little bastard. So. <laughs> yeah, he's the 1%. Right. Okay. Uh, so now the Earl King is there uh, with a, a horn blowing. And in in time with the percussion of guns and roses, the wild hunt drove down into the earthbound forest of the Fomar, and terror went before them. As you do. Yeah. And Harry gets a kind of splash of insight of all of these sea creatures that are now fighting on land. They really don't know how to fight on land because they've got one real plane of movement that they can do. They can't do the three-dimensional that they used to be able to do. And they couldn't practice on land because otherwise they would uh, expose what the hell they were planning. Yep. So we, they do have a little bit of an advantage against the bad guys. They're on our, our turf. 
basically. Quite literally. Yeah. I think it's a neat detail, but I think with the level of forces that they're involved with, it makes next to no difference. <laughs> so, I mean, you're about to be ridden down by the wild freaking hunt. You're right. The fact that you stumbled over Fred over here instead of floated off makes all the difference because they couldn't ride freaking sharks to come after you, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh so the wild hunt can clearly not pay attention to physics, uh, but the cannon fodder of all of the frogs do have to pay attention to physics, I guess. That's so right. The wild hunt is more of a spectral mantle-ish type thing as opposed to the, I mean, there's bodies in there, but they're like. Yeah, but they change a Harley into a Jaguar to run over water. Right, which is not even possible, and yet they do it, so. Mm-hmm. Magic. But frogs still apparently pay attention. Well, you know, they're they're a physical structure. As the hunt and everyone else are starting to fight, Mab says again in a psychic voice, my knight, we have perhaps 60 seconds before the eye is once again loosed upon us. You must call her by then. Referencing Titania, as she'd said before, that it must be Harry who calls her because she answered him before. Spoilers. And yeah, like again, like at the time I was like, Who the fuck are you talking about? She's right here. Yeah, right. And all he says, like, there's an army between me and there, like literally a whole <laughs> army or two, really. And so Molly says, gee, thanks, sir, obvious. Right. <laughs> Mab's response, have I ever asked you to accomplish an easy task? Tonight seems like an unlikely place to begin. And she's got him there. So Butters, not knowing anything, has to be explained to of like, no time, we have to go that way into all of the badness to get to the baddest, baddest bad guy to do something you don't understand. Trust me? Ah, hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they get to take the unicorn for a spin. Yay. Not sure that's a yay. Right. That's a big yay. (laughs) It it is, and it's also terrifying in itself. Right. Why people go skydiving? That's like, you know. Yay, I don't know why terrifying. people go skydiving. Well, because people crazy. are stupid. People are very, very stupid. But that's a different issue. <laughs> Claymores are scary too, but as long as you've got the front towards the enemy, we're all right. <laughs> so that's what this unicorn is. Just running and magically focusing and it's got no eyes and okay. I'm... Uh-huh. And they're running and Harry has memories of being on a motorcycle with Murphy and he's all heartbroken again. <laughs> got him priorities dude come on yeah and he get, starts focusing back onto the, the thing he has to care about but it's still it's a good moment for nostalgia nostalgia she's been dead for 20 minutes yeah and he still misses her right miss her later okay uh he's gathering whatever tools he can it sounds like mentally and it was everything he could do to hold on and the unicorn had just more acceleration than a maserati so they're closing the distance rapidly when harry uses a spell uh the unicorn amplifies it makes it uh, bigger, much more focused. And so he does the Fozari thing and the like huge wave of kinetic energy and clears the path for the remaining distance. I know Jim, for example, with the unicorn here, it says amplify and the whole night being what it is and it's charged with magic. He's kind of, he kind of, he's really kind of hand waving away 
Harry's usual limits because, and I don't mind. I think it's cool. Like my point was, I was getting, I was gonna get to is that, like, there are some fucking cool magic moments in this book, like really just top notch. But like, it's good Harry can't do that all the time because I mean, it might get a little boring. Yeah, this is a but, like special circumstance, and the unicorn probably doesn't get taken out for no it's usually something like this like because he's done something similar before where like right where he like he builds a wall of force and then he pushes that or something right uh but that took a lot out of him from what i remember closest to that i remember is the gravity thing it changes but he had right. a, a ley line right he, he always has something he could tap into in this case it's eight million terrified people you know in the dark and mab's psychic you know buff um, that he's drawing energy from, you know. So uh, I was I was thinking about making the comment earlier, like honestly, even without it, with all of the energy he gets from his fifis about Murphy and and uh, Rudolph and things like that, he probably could have done half of this just out of the pure anger and hate that he he's just carrying with him. Let alone all the fear and everything that they talk about channeling in the books, but. Um, you were also talking about the unicorn, like probably doesn't get come out very often. I was like, yeah, probably like every hundred years. I mean, we didn't even see it when the, when the entire world was in danger in freaking summer night, she was on a mount, but she wasn't on this one. <laughs> so oh, that was just a skirmish. <laughs> right. Oh, that little thing. <laughs> that was just a, a family squabble. Right. This one only comes out in case of the capital A apocalypse, not the little and A's. <laughs> I will noticed uh that molly was using it in the good people which we will get to in a couple months <laughs> but like the, christmas is important right that was well, somebody saying otherwise oh wait i just got the reference to justin okay moving on <laughs> time zones man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey i'm not slow okay uh harry sees Corb, and he realized the problem of having all the power to work with that Harry's getting is that the enemy's getting to use all of that power too. It is supercharging everyone. Uh, and uh, Corb attacks them and the unicorn tries to twist out of the way, but it was good enough that the creature ended up moving too fast. Uh, they, let's see, the. Unicorn hits something that's much like quicksand, arresting the momentum very abruptly, and so Harry and Butters go flying over and hit the ground painfully. I think there was an attempt at a, a shield spell to help, but I don't think it did much. Ball. Yeah. And so now they're lying on the sidewalk uh, concrete, really close to the Titan. Elisson is there at the plume of turtlenecks not 50 feet away, operating several infantry motors and holding enough guns to invade Texas. And Lizen snapped his gun up and Harry says Fozare at the same time. The intention had been to use the spell to bulldoze a berm of earth into place between us, but wasn't used to supercharge magic spells. And so, oops, the energy had sent a, a, formed a berm all right and then kept on pushing and building like a rogue wave on Hawaii's North Shore. 18 or 20 tons of earth hit Listen and his people and swamped them. And at the same time, someone punched him in the belly on his left side, right under the floating ribs. Which is apparently what it feels like to get shot. Oh yeah, when you're magically enhanced and mm -hmm. ignoring things. And your duster's open, you fool. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, like why doesn't he get a fucking zipper? Right. But you know, listens probably fine. You know, so this nice. is one of those where I'm like, I have a tough time because 18 to 20 tons of Earth is you know pretty a definitive lot. and final for a lot of people, but yet we didn't see the body, so you know. Yeah, but we could also make the argument he's already buried, so no funeral arrangements need to be made. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's a starborn and he's cowl, so it's fine. Uh, oh, oh I'm the crazy one for one eye. Yeah, we're we're saying we're saying. I at least know now. mine makes no sense, and yet is still more likely than yours. Mm, got you oh, there. It is. No, no, one eye. Because I have nothing to work with. You actually have conflicting evidence. Does she time though? travel? Stop it. <laughs> we already had this conversation, right? It's all it's Odin all the way down. Like if you just time travel enough, he's you have enough masks and mantles. He's Murphy. He's he's, he's Dresden. He's little he's Molly. Harry. He's little actually Maggie. Jim. He breaks the fourth <laughs> wall. On, on oh, so now we're doing supernatural. Like <laughs> I don't need to talk shit about Chuck. He was cool right <laughs> until he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as Neo turns and looks at Harry, which mm-hmm. is scary, uh, she's starting to take notice of him. Oops. Please don't. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, oh, thank you. She kicks a panicked Octacong out of her way and begins striding towards them. And Butters is, um, says, oh boy, and gets scared. Oh boy. Okay. He tries to help Harry with uh, field medic stuff of like, hold the pressure right there and I'll be right back. And then he gets in front of the Titan for the first time. Yeah, I th- yep. That, this kind of harkens, I mean, random other reference back to like one of my favorite like final words. Uh, I forget the guy's name exactly, but they were climbing Everest if I remember right. And he had lost some of his people and he, it was either Everest or it was, uh, like it was the Arctic somewhere, but uh, he basically gets some people in a cave and he says, I'm going to step outside for a short while and she'll be right back, you know? <laughs> so Butters is like, I'll be right back, you know? And I'm like, yeah, sure you will, Butters. So, but we do get some badass imagery and EG is going to just like disconnect his whole brain for this conversation. Yeah. So, God, stroke. Yeah. All right. While it's Butters. Worse is... later on. <laughs> yeah, that's why I called out if this is the first time he gets in between Harry and the Titan. And um, still lives. Yeah. Spoilers. Butters is trying to stall, and Harry says, Titania, I summon thee. Which is a bad idea, but not doing it was worse. So, you know. Yeah. Because he doesn't do a summoning. He doesn't get any protection. No, he there gets is lightning bolted. No circle. <laughs> There's nothing. That it helps is, him. Right. It is just uh, <laughs> Titania, I summon thee as all of the bad guys are getting closer and Butters is doing full Jedi on bad guy's ass. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got just enough time and he does the final screaming of I summon thee and Titania doesn't like me on the best of days. It's hard to blame her. I killed her child. And so the lightning really shouldn't have surprised him. Right. Yeah, he was not expecting never... roses and chocolate. Can she just have some fucking chill? No. This was chill. Uh, <laughs> so. Yes. It cauterized the wound. I don't know why people are complaining. Right. So she has to do something of how dare you summon me, but she right. also needed to be summoned. So it had to be like both 
don't do that again die. but help <laughs> so, you it has right. to like to repay the debt it's a mixed bag and so lightning hurts it cauterizes the wound and so he can continue fighting right makes a lot of sense he just should have expected more of it yeah and it must have been a tiny bullet because it doesn't like puncture abdominal walls and whatnot well, yeah, floating ribs, it's possible it missed vital arteries and stuff, right? So, yeah, well, it hit like under, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it probably wasn't harder lungs there because, you know, that's what the rib cage is for. Allegedly. Allegedly? That's the thing you decide to you say <laughs> allegedly for? It's, what? yeah. No, it's, it's good. You use a, allegedly becomes ironic when you use it for, definitive facts right like mm-hmm. your hair is black allegedly, allegedly. so see it's funny that shit's funny okay this joke is funny allegedly <laughs> like see <laughs> oh it's funny when i did it and then you just decided to deconstruct it so all right now that both the queens of summer and winter are on the same field within half a mile of each other it immediately starts raining a lot like downpour and harry needs to uh, cover his mouth to be able to breathe correctly and battle is still ranging in the park and uh it's quickly becoming mud which might be a good thing and molly's troops are cheating because they brought guns like pistols and submachine guns and they didn't use (laughs) only swords and axes right because the guys with the blunderbusses totally weren't cheating before so already cheating enough when you're a frog and you can handle a submachine gun so <laughs> yeah. if you have things with thumbs they might as well get them too yeah. the wild hunt is still uh cutting down whole swaths of cannon fodder and lots and lots of death flying around and titania is facing ethnu about 10 feet away they are of a height and so uh the summer queen wore leather armor in all shades of green they have to be pretty. When they go, they do anything, they have to be pretty. And so she's wearing very pretty battle armor and ivy and flowers for her hair. Yeah. It does fit the theme. Yeah. yeah. And Titania says, it's clever of you, Ethnio, to attack my sister at midsummer when she's at her weakest, but it was short-sighted to assume she would stand alone. Just because they haven't spoken in a thousand years doesn't mean right. that they won't. I mean, I hate her, but it doesn't mean guess, I want to die. guess who's at her strongest right now? <laughs> well, no, right. it's the epitome of nobody gets to kill you but me. That's what go. it is when you're a sibling. They, exactly. The Titan doesn't get to end your life. I get to end your life. Yes, and Titanium so in particular gets to. We know they're basically twins, but which one's three seconds older than the other one? Because that's what truly matters here. So how dare you pick on my younger sibling? I guarantee you they'll both say I was born first. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just got to like, see the way they say it so that you could tell who's lying. Technically. You have to, yeah. But they can't lie. Like she. Mm. Uh, that's a good No, they'll both too, say though. it in a way that you'll be like convinced the other one was born first. Yeah. You have to ask Mother Winter to get the definitive truth. There you go. If she was paying attention. Maybe she well, doesn't. Mother Winter. Well, if she, if she's Mother there, Winter actually gave birth to mother. them. She... No, she, I think. I think Jim confirmed that Mother Winter is their mother of Mav and Titania, especially since the Mother Summer says that uh, your daughter chose well or something. No, because that was going to be one of the things we got down to asking and we ran out of time because the daughter thing is like, you know, when 
Alfred refers to Molly as uh, to Mab as Grasshopper's new mother because they use that term a little loosely. We the only ones we know for certain are Titania and Mab are twin sisters. Sarissa and Maeve are Mab's actual kids, and Aurora is Titania's actual kid. Other than that, we don't know. So we don't know if the the daughter comment is the colloquial version or an actual blood relation. Hmm. I thought he had said something that confirmed that Mother Winter was their mother. But okay. It was on my list. Yeah, there was a lot about Mother Winter that we didn't get to ask about. Yeah, well, it's because you didn't schedule it for three hours. You're a terrible director. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so she tries to blast Titania, and Titania can tank it too, except kind of not really. So. Uh, yeah, she doesn't try to tank it. She deflects it, which is still right. something she is very powerful to be able to accomplish. But um, Sletnir is running up as well, and the Earl King. Oh, he did it in silence. And Harry is still stuck there, like laying damaged and injured, and he can't move. He literally just got shocked. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, are we gotten like, to that part yet? That's there's a, we just said the Earl King. Isn't there a point in this book where it's implied the Earl King serves on the map? And I was like, that's not true. Yeah, it was at the beginning when they're talking at the at the table with Odin's map thing. And Harry yeah. refers to him as a vassal of hers. But I just took that more as the kind of, you know, your wild fae, pretty much everyone's under you as a vassal. It, like, because Titania could probably maybe not order Odin around so much when he's Kringle, but he would, she would command his respect and deference and things like that. I just took it like, I just, I just remembered it. And I was just like, I mean, to me, it implied that, you know, that he was under Mab. Like, he has to do what she says. And I was like, that's not true. He's, He's wild fae. He's like independent. He's like the third kind of right. Like he's and also there's the order gym about how he's more on the summer side as the, you know, the the honorific of a summer king. So right. there's there's some confliction. Yeah. Okay. He also things get a little muddy right now anyway because they're all in charge of their relative domains right now. But obviously, General Mab is mostly calling the shots. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Titania says, I give you this single opportunity. Withdraw from the mortal world. Return to your sanctuary. It will end here. And Ethmude declines, as if you could offer or deny me anything I choose to take, you petty little demigod. And she unleashes the power of the eye. Titania was waiting for it and deflects it upwards. Don't Titania a demigod? That seems a little... I mean, is yeah, she true. also a demigod then? No, she's a titan. Yeah, it gets complicated. I mean, technically, the titans are better than the gods, depending on the mythos, right? Like because the Even gods, gods, like you know, the Greek gods are descendants. But Odin is a god, god is a god. I mean, not mm -hmm. not a well, G white god, but he's a god. But Odin, right. Odin is yeah, Odin's little G, and Ethmu probably would be even you know, smaller than that, right? She probably is, like, a, a form of demigod as well, but Odin's also, like, siphoned off most of his power. Yeah, Odin's reduced, she to be fair. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah that's true. Right, because right, so, Ethnew comments on that in the previous book, you know. Lords of, the Lords of Knight, were they not gods? What? Or not? The Lords of Knight, they were considered 
Well, right, but they were also small G considering the way they came to be that. I would say right. they were demigods probably. Well, right, they're demigods in the traditional sense of they weren't like, you know, they weren't gods. They just kind of usurped the power. We're so, also having like two or three different conversations here because the Lords of Outer Night were gods of, say, the Quechua people, uh, you know, because that was their pantheon, more or less. Whereas, you know, here we're talking about relative power levels. So, you know, we're, we're running into... We don't have enough words to separate out the the level of divinity. <laughs> For we've never had a grudge match on this level where we've had competing mythoses slugging it out, right? But but that's that's something you need to compare to because yes, the Lords of Out at Night, as far as Dresden's concerned, are every bit as dangerous as any of the you know the queens certainly. Um, but if you had like if Mab had shown up for some reason to throw down, she probably could have taken them. Um, you know, so, the yeah, I the would say so because thing? I mean, yeah. he is the way that I understand it is he was basically a mortal who ascended, you know, like I know well, they, she yeah, did they were, as well, but they were vampires who took on the role of those gods, they weren't the actual gods, they just started right. getting worshipped like them, so that right. in turn got a power boost, right? But yeah, I mean, Leah kills a bunch of them, they're not, yeah. you know, their origins Leah, is actually kind of. Like we we know, we we are we're pretty certain like somewhat certain on the blackboard origins like red and white were more iffy on right. Well, red white we here. have like nothing on red. We know we don't know where they came from per se. We just know how their leadership kind of took on the role that they did. Right. And black we're still a little conflicting because it all goes back to Dracul, but at the same time we were told that you know. Dracula was the first technical black court vampire, so it's really a matter of what but before that, Dracula's Dracula, power is. Like elite, uh, elite super right. soldiers. He, so it's a matter of what he, his nature itself is, whether or not that's going to be finalized into whatever it's going to be. If he's a demon still, or if he's something else, you know. And and again, like that's another, uh, you know, p- piece of terminology that's shifted over the books and has been different times. Like Dresden has called outsiders demons before, but now we separate them out as something else, you know. And so, you know, it could be another one of those situations where it's like, yeah, Dracul is a demon, but he's not like from hell, you know, or whatever. He's he's a different thing, you know. He's just an evil denizen of the never never that's the kind of demon he is you know and plus i mean i'm sure that i'm sure the reason ethnia uses it is more of an insult than an actual classification anyway like she's just kind of brushing her aside as nothing important compared to her well and considering she beats four of them you know well yeah that's another but that's (laughs) that's like that's like an end game where he's he beats down Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor at the same time. It's like you really couldn't have them do a little better, right? Right. Same principle here. You really you couldn't have them do a little better. Like oh, you know, the Earl King's got to be a topless torso smoking crater. And I mean, to be fair, I think I think the battle with them and Thanos was fairly comic accurate, at least at various times. Like you know, um, sure, you know, like especially with Thor, like Thor theoretically should have been able to to main tank him because he could have done it in infinity war but you know you could make a bunch of arguments there but they had to give seems like he's kind of reduced in power right like a little like to to be fair like well that's why they made him fat 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's part of the excuse. But like you have the same thing with, uh, you know, with uh, Scarlet Witch, right? She can she can pretty much literally solo Thanos. Watch but, one division, you know, he... by the way, if uh, you're like Marvel. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So in... stick to it. So anyway, so everybody has to get their five minutes, you know, and I, I like I, it was mostly believable how they shifted it around. Right. Because he calls down the the airstrike and then that gives Captain Marvel her five minutes and then she gets her five minutes until he he's like, wait a minute, if I just punch you with the power stone, <laughs> which I thought was a great scene. So anyway, uh, I think we can finish this chapter. I believe possibly. this chapter possibly. probably. OK, uh, so when she deflects the strike upwards, that's actually when it starts raining a whole bunch, got that slightly out of order. And Waterfall. the rain <laughs> is washing away all of that built up supercharged terror energy buff and fire yeah it does help a little bit of some of the fires that were caused some it only comes down that hard for maybe 30 to 60 seconds but that was an important 30 60 seconds to get it washed away yeah all right uh yeah ethne has to recover from using the eye and titania is still standing there, slept near, screams and rears and tries to charge. And the Royal King is also trying and all of the mortals are going to war and Harry's still just laying on the concrete injured. It happens very fast. He doesn't really get to watch all of it. None of them bothered with physical weapons. They all threw power at one another. They had all been using it for century upon century. They were better at it than probably anyone else. He couldn't have tracked it so much as even tried to participate. There's so much power there that my sight started picking up images, like a light so bright that it hurt even through closed eyelids. Jordan means his, his, his sight is not active, but it's still like kind of bleeding through. Yeah. That's how it's it's just crazy. That, yeah. And they're doing that 3D, 4D chess thing of thinking through all of the various possibilities and reacting and counter spelling and blah, blah, blah. And they're so much better than him and they all get knocked down. Right. Yeah, this was another one of those where like when I read it the first time, I was like, oh shit, they killed the Earl King. Kind of right. like, well, I thought the same thing with Rivera's at first. I was like, oh yeah, he dead. You know, Earl King dead. You know, Odin's probably not going to make it. You know, and then it's like, oh, he he stirs from the burning ashes of his corpse. And I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> so, still immortal. Yeah. Right. The uh, there was a gigantic clap of thunder, and then a small little crater in the ground where four of them had been standing. And then the Earl King was only a burned shape. Half of it was a skeleton charred black. The other looked like a lot of melted metal and cooked meat. Ugh. Ouch. <laughs> Yep. Slepnir is uh, unconscious on the ground several yards away and his rider is not moving, smoldering. Ethnio has Titania by the throat and is dangling her off the ground, Vader style. I can make references too. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> where's the rebel base? Not that it matters because all the rebels are here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. About. <laughs> Uh, Ethne says, I don't need the eye of Baylor to deal with a goblin with delusions of grandeur, a starved, emaciated old god, and a little girl playing at being queen. And with a casual motion, slams Titania's head into the earth, leaving the rest of her body like sticking out comically, cartoon like. Yeah, 
if it wasn't horrifying, it would be hilarious. So. Yeah, but doing that to the Summer Queen. Uh, one eye is not moving, but the Earl King's skeleton is twitching because nerve fibers and ligaments are starting to regrow. Would the ability to regrow from that much damage? Holy shit! But it's still not going to help him in this fight because it's going to take hours. Right. What a fun couple hours for the Earl King's ahead of him. Mm. <laughs> he gets right. to take a nap. Yeah. In agony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of them are down, but it does succeed in making Ethniu wobble. She stumbles a little bit. Oh, She's boy. showing weakness. Her and the armor winter is scorched and dented, but it's otherwise fine. So yeah. the winter mantle is like, oh, she's weak. We should attack. Right. Kill. But I mean, oh, but I mean, that's I love the, winter mantle. <laughs> that's the thing, though, right? So from from our perspective through Dresden, she just beat three gods, you know, as far as he's concerned, and she got a little bit mussed up in the process, you know. So it just kind of puts everything into perspective, I think, and then. You know, you get the dog pile in a chapter or two, but I yeah. still think they should have given her a better fight. I, I'm completely sold. So, you know, like what what would they have done differently? What, what would you have added? No, they can. The result can be the same, but just like give them a little, give them to the end of the chapter before they're a smoking crater. Oh, I want gotcha. more. Don't do it over in like thirty seconds. I I like the fact that it was Schrodinger's, you know, war or whatever. That basically, because they're deities and they can they can manipulate space and time, that they basically they're not fighting per se. They're fighting causality or or something like that, and they basically collapse the waveform. And so Dresden sees all of these myriads of possibilities. He gets a glimpse into that of what they're doing, but really, it was a three hit fight. <laughs> she hits them and then grabs Titania, and that was pretty much what happened, right? Like they they condensed everything into a single moment, you know. And I think, yeah, sure, you know, we could have seen them throw power at each other like a Dresden's duel, but this this was quite a bit more badass because it's like he can't even hope to scratch the surface of that sort of thing. Like Titania makes them look like punk kids, or sorry, Ethnew makes them look like punk kids. But it's not like Dresden's be like, oh, I saw the Earl King get burned to a cinder, so I'm going to try and take him out next book. No, the Earl King's still going to fuck you up. Like, you know? So that's that's just how crazy above his pay grade she is. And then, you know, in a couple of chapters, he still mouths off to her. You know, like, yeah, it's it's great. All right. So, uh, but she's showing weakness. So out of all of that damage... She stumbled, and therefore it could be done. Um, Edney doesn't even look at Harry, and she goes over to One Eye and said, I warned you, fool. Look what the mortals have made of you. We needed their terror, never their love. And knowing what we know from Jim, why didn't he do anything with Soulfire? Why, Odin? Yeah. Why Who Harry? says he didn't? He figured that would show a little bit more of a mark. Well, maybe. I mean, what? Who, why didn't Harry? Yeah, who who do you think? Yeah, Harry's think an idiot. Carried, and Odin isn't. Who do you think carried more of the fight? You know, she doesn't seem like Earl King probably was a bunch of extra hit points for that fight. She doesn't seem very impressed with him at all. I'm sure Titania gave a good showing, but Odin, you know, even being diminished probably was, you know, the main tank there. So I'm yeah. sure. And it, she does take his staff right then. Right. So like it's well, now that I've defeated you, something. I get your goodies. Right. Yeah. 
kill everybody in the room and take their stuff. It's the D&D way. Mm-hmm. She uh, continues talking. Uh, you are barely sustained by the faith of children while I am made ever stronger every time they cry out for fear in their sleep. Every time they feel a moment of dread after they turn out the light. Mortals have become arrogant in their well-lit world, proud, boastful. It's time to remind them of their insignificance. And she uses the stolen spear to uh, throw thunderbolts around. So naturally she turns to Harry. Starting with you, little wizard. Yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, this yeah. one, she takes a pot shot at the council, right? Because she's like, empty knight, but your breed is annoying enough to be worth killing. <laughs> so Yeah, so like, even though he's an insect of a human, wizards are still annoying. Right. Which is probably all they ever rate. Um, right. And this this kind of comes back to during the binding, right? Like, she, she singles out the council multiple times, you know, because there are several of the uh, senior council present, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Harry is damaged and broken and tired and Murphy is dead and he's been struck by lightning. So he can't sass off as good as Mab can at the moment. And all he says, yeah, well, you suck. Right. And then she laughs, even though it's not really funny. But he asks what's funny. Um, it's like, oh, me, I'm having a conversation with a talking cockroach. I've actually noticed that I'm killing you. I'll even enjoy it a little. And that's the end of the chapter. Are we keeping you on, Trace? Huh? Mm-hmm. Are you keeping me? What do you mean? You're sleeping. Well, I think he's sleeping. reading. Yeah. I'm not sleeping, but I, I am tired. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm also sleeping. Have some coffee. Yeah. We have gotten through chapters 28 through 30. We get to start next time <laughs> at 31. Yeah. It's going to take us forever. Yeah. Listen, we can yeah. squarely blame Justin for this one. He ate up the first 15 minutes of this episode. No, I know, right? Getting getting shit on for not knowing like two pop culture references. See what you did? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> your reputation, and then you had to overcorrect. Nah, I'm I'm good with it all. So, okay. meanwhile, Andreas has just increased his bad take opinions one by one. Yeah, my takes just piling that shit on. My takes are. <laughs> Okay, plug. Uh, we got other shit apparently. Yeah, we, we even have a topic. Stars network. We have other shows. Allegedly. Any active? <laughs> yeah, one. Are Our crazy. other one. <laughs> Me and That's Justin are starting one soon. Keep I saying really, that. Sure. Yeah. I just gotta get Justin to log in a date. Uh-huh. How about tomorrow? No. Sure. You want to go tomorrow, Justin? No. There you go. I got you a date. Thanks. I already uh, got a date. I've got I've got dinner planned out and everything. So Ooh. yeah, you already decided on Costco pizza. Dino nuggets I have, or, I have or what do we have? And I've decided there's going to be a video on it by the end of this month. Well, you can decide. Video. Great, you New picked video. the shortest month. Congratulations. Great. There will be something. Maybe but, the first Twilight retrospective. So you, you what? <laughs> Tune in next week, and we're going to argue about genres. <laughs> and how terrible twilight is god i hope that's your first episode so no one ever watches again no i only have four videos and what's Uh the channel name uh my my name my name is andreas andreas it's my name it's my name is me what what is your name 
Andreas. Oh, yes. That's how you say it in English. But, uh, Andreas? Who cares? We, we speak English. Englando. Nobody from Daneland is watching you. I'm not sure if you Ooh. search that if it will actually come up even, because like there's no viewers on the channel. So What do you want them to... You're trying to plug your channel. What do you want them to search? You know, trying is the operative word. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I will put. Okay, I'll give. I'll give the director a link, and she can put it in the post or something. Ooh, okay. That's all. And like do you remember to do fancy. the thumbnails? Uh, yeah, I, got, I got the login again, so I can do it. Yes, yeah, so if I 